back to another episode. This is a late night session. Sabrina graciously waited for me to come back from CrossFit, which is very fitting because we'll be talking about sports today. But just a disclaimer, this is purely our reaction and reflection episode. If you want to look at the stats, I'll include some in the description. Just for background, we will be discussing the English women's national football team who are called the Lionesses. And just for everyone's background, because I know for me, like this, the Euros like didn't freaking register in my brain ever. And plus soccer slash football is not really a thing in the US anyways. So, yep. So the Lionesses won against Germany 2-1. I know our chat was getting fired up with us reacting. <laughs> Obviously, we're all happy that the Lionesses won, like go women, all of that. But there are other things that cannot go unnoticed. You want to start this, Sabrina? Yeah, well, hi, everyone. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you message me, like I got back from work early and I was like super tired. So like, I had an app. And I'd set my alarm off, like, so I could wake up and like, prepare myself for this. And obviously my alarm went off and I just kind of just snoozed it and thought that I was, like, chilling. And then looked at my, like, quarter past eight. I was like, oh, my God, I've missed the podcast recording. But I probably just start by saying that when it came to the Euros, I didn't watch a single game Oh, at all. that's right. And, I remember And Sheffield that. hosted the Euros. So it was just interesting. <gasps> yeah. um, well, part some of the games um, were yeah. in... Um, forgot about that field so it was just interesting kind of seeing the atmosphere and the reaction to it I think because we hosted um some of the games I kind of paid attention to kind of what was going around me in terms of football a bit more but as a whole that sport I think men have just tainted (laughs) (laughs) to the point where I hate it I literally hate sport and that was a sport that growing up I used to love playing like football as a girl but hearing that the women won I think I felt proud that kind of there was the the hype that there was around it and they actually got the recognition that they needed as like um, a female team and I think people I think if they lost I think there would have been so much to kind of slander them and just call them down as females. But because they won and the men couldn't, I think that kind of just elevated their success a bit more. But even then, they still got some kind of a little bit of a backlash throughout games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, as someone that didn't watch it, I don't know. I I wouldn't, (laughs) I think. Oh, wait, did you not watch the Germany game? I didn't watch any of it. I just oh can't. okay, I, I thought I you had. Do you know what it was? After watching the men's Euros, um, I watched the men's Euros finals. That was and emotional. I just sat there, and the oh, yeah. more I watched it, the more I just thought, "This is why I hate football. This is exactly why I hate watching it." And that that actually killed football dead for me after watching mm. the men's Euros. But we so, should say sorry to interject. We should explain one of the main reasons was there was like blatant racism oh, with like the yeah. boys. But that's that's another. <laughs> That's another topic, but yeah, continue. That's another kettle of fish, is that when there are players of colour, they do get racial abuse. Yeah, Um, ridiculous. And it's not just, like, the English team. I would say that um, a lot of football teams out there, people of um, colour do get kind of abuse. Even if it's a whole team, there's some people in the media, they just find a way to kind of, like, tear down the success of um, players. so unnecessary. Unless it's a European team. Quote-unquote European. Yeah. yeah, I think. But yeah, okay. Other, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you just, I think my rage for like men's football is slowly kind of just getting. <laughs> that's another top. That's a part two. <laughs> but yeah, I, I but share your thoughts you. though. What were, what were you saying about like the game? 
a part of me kind of wishes that I did watch the women's final, you know, yeah. just so I could be part of like what went down in like women's history in terms of sports and kind mm. of what they yeah. managed yeah. to achieve. But unfortunately, just my hate for what men have turned football into, I just can't bring myself to watch it anymore. I think that's really valid. And you highlighted a real, like one of the main parts that is so frustrating of all of this is like, yeah, there's sexism. And you know when, so there was a part of the game, you would have seen photos. I think her name's Chloe Kelly. Like she took her shirt off when they score. She was like, yeah. And it's like, whenever a man does that, we're not like, oh, Gandala shirts off with them. There was a tweet. I think Gary Lineker, who is like a famous footballer, posted something I I can't remember now because I think I angrily just erased it from my memory and then so he used that photo of her in a sports bra and the there's so many comments and I'm not going to repeat any of them but they're alluding to how small her boobs were and it's like this is so of course of course men would comment on that of course they're not they're not focused on how amazing the women were but it it was disgusting and you know Gary Lineker could have he could have used his platform to be like oh I messed up Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on their wins. So that was extremely disappointing. I can't even articulate it, but I think you hit the nail on the head when you were just like, I would have loved to be a part of the history, but you know what? I I can't. I can't be a part of it because it's it's disgusting. This like <laughs> the sexism. So that's definitely a part of all of this. When you mentioned that tweet, it reminded me of something else that I saw to do with it. I think it was about, I think it came out a bit after. Yep. the Euros were ended but it was something like they're going to change the rules or something to make football more contact or something like that or just oh. to allow yeah. more you know a bit more roughage because I think they say like it's a bit too soft or something like that I'm not okay. I'm not like yeah. no one quote me on this because I don't <laughs> know the exact words yeah but I know that I saw that they wanted to kind of relax uh, the rules a bit I said it on social media as a seamless <laughs> and a lot of the men's comments were about um females kind of if it's if it's rough or whatnot like the women couldn't handle it that was the comment that I saw the women couldn't handle it if it was rough and I just had to just laugh because I just thought the biggest reason I actually hate football is because of how the men go on it's like I used to watch it when I was younger and it was just Good, do you know good old football football can be a rough sport when you get into it but the way that some of the men act when they're rolling on the floor and all of this I just think this is why if I did watch football I would watch the women's over men's because the women don't do any of that they just get yeah. on with it and play the and game and they score and they yeah. they won <laughs> exactly but yeah. it's not just because they're not rolling on the floor every two seconds over just absolute foolishness yeah even just saying football, I just like that's, that's not my sport because I call American football football, and I've replaced it. <laughs> I've completely <laughs> written over the the way that they talk about the women in comp- in comparison to the men. It's like you can't just allow them to win. You can't just allow them to play the sport. There has to be some kind of criticism. If it's not how they're behaving off the pitch, it's what they're doing on the pitch. There's something something yeah, is wrong with them just playing. Even after the kind of celebration and everything, you just know that they were just trying to find anything just to kind of steal the the, the thunder. I just yeah. I mean, and the fact that, you know, they get paid less, they have less sponsorships, you know, that's a whole other game. And that it's just incredibly infuriating. But another thing 
that leapt out at me immediately. And I will say, I, I know that on the actual team, there are a couple of players of color, not loads. I think last time I checked from memory, it was maybe three players total. And one of the, I can't remember her name. There was a, a black player who was on the field, but I don't think she scored. So she didn't get name recognition. If you put this all into context, you know, like the Euros is a international to context game, right? And you're saying this team represents us as a country. As they started to, I only saw like maybe two games. I didn't see the entire Euros, but as the lionesses started to gain momentum and win all social media channels were like yeah this is us this is england yes and i was just thinking y'all are all white and blonde and really that's what you wanted and don't get me wrong this is why it was so conflicting it's just like i love that women are winning i love how we're promoting like health and there was even lgbt representation like within the team and love that but Really, you're going to say this is a team that's supposed to represent England and its girls. Like, what about what? I almost said women of color, but yeah, what about women of color? What about girls of color? They're going to see it's just all white. That's that. That's just that gnaws away at me. Still, I know I complain about this. <laughs> Do you know what? It is such a big issue, and I think I've just become so desensitized to how the UK kind of portrays sports, mm. or kind of how we. I don't know how to say it. When you look at the reflection of our sports teams, like yeah. an ex- an example being, if you was to take the like the US Olympic team and the English Olympic team, no. you can see the comparison in terms of the diversity. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. it's crazy. That you're it so is, right. That's a good point. It's actually yeah. crazy. And t- to be honest, sometimes when I look at the American Olympics, I think you actually need to kind of separate from black and white people because, <laughs> like, that's, I think people look at American think that's all there is over there. Um, <laughs> it definitely, but it is more diverse than. Um, than the UK team but every yeah. time I think of football um, well English women's football I think of Bend It Like Beckham because that was my mm. childhood sports film if you've ever watched it yeah I watched uh, it too yeah yeah and just that kind of that whole white team and then you have like the one person of colour who's just like just trying to kind of get recognition playing um, the sport. Every I could draw what the English football team looked like because going to uni, mm. the women's t- the women's football team at uni looked exactly the same. And I'm sure of a lot of university teams. Wait, like women- always? Like there was never one player that you were like oh role model potential or whatever no whenever I think of English football I don't think of any person of color I only know people of color because of the men's team but when I think of English football again if you've ever watched Green Street I just I just really think it's like a through and through British white sport that's insane that's insane and you know, there are all these programs, like, let's recruit diversely and inclusively, da, da, da. but actually, that, then it like Beckham, that's actually a good movie, because if, from her parents' perspective, now that I'm older, I'm thinking, why would you send your kid to a sport like that, where there's, it's all white women, all privileged, your child is going to be prone to racism, most definitely, like, of course you're scared, and... <laughs> Like, there's just so many barriers. Of, of course, like, we're scared to go into sports like that. And even if um, the only person that comes to mind, actually, is, you know, um, Jessica and Estelle. Actually, I think she's mixed heritage. Yeah. But it was only when she was an Olympian. Everyone, you know, England was like, she's ours. She's so great. But even then, like, she's still prone to racism. You know, like, you just can't escape. So it's just not worth it. When I 
think about kind of how sports are in schools in mm. the UK football yeah. is obviously the number one sport at school and I remember playing women's football well women's football girls football because it never went that never went that far um and I played it in year seven wait and and year seven's how old are you again 11 okay 11 okay yep yeah oh my god well, just wanted babies. to clarify for yeah. anyone who didn't know not that many girls actually wanted to play football which is crazy because when you're in primary school I think when I was in year six I would have been like 10 it was you could play mixed sports I remember playing girls football and I remember playing on a mixed football team and obviously when you're primary school depending on kind of where you go to school depends on levels of diversity etc but it was like like it really was like a, a mixed sport then I got to secondary school and it's like you find out that not that many girls actually want to play football anymore in the end um the team ended up just getting dropped like it got to the point where just no one wanted to play anymore because like hard. why why hard. do you think that was I really think that girls who are kind of encouraged at home as well to play football. So if you've got interest in footballing, your parents kind of promote that. You're more likely to continue with it. But if football is something that you only do at school, then the, the passion for it probably will get killed at school. That That's my opinion of it, because you mm. don't have that kind of driving force to keep you in the sport. And then at school, I think like you're limited to what you can actually do, because it all depends on kind of the amount of girls that actually, with any female sport, it all depends on how many girls actually kind of opt to do that that sport. Um, And then it kind of gets built from there. Whereas with boys, it's just, you know, when it's just oversaturated, <laughs> in terms of like a a school can probably have two men's um two boys football teams just because of the amount of players that they've got whereas the girls will be scraping for one team and I do think some of it has to kind of female sports aren't really in like if you're a girl and all you see is boys all over the tv kind of shining all, all the sports they do why are you going to want to, like, where do you see your path within sport? Whereas every little yeah, boy wants to be a football point, yeah. player and it's drilled into them. And they want that, so they'll go through life kind of sticking at that sport. Whereas when you get to secondary school and you start hitting puberty, as a girl, it's like, well, you're going to do anything that's quote unquote not girly. Yeah. So I think it doesn't help that we don't get the kind of encouragement to do it because then I feel like the social media kind of pushes something else on young girls yeah that's a good point and uh just like my as we start to wrap up one random thought I had was when I was in high school so like uh 16 to 18 that kind of age we had a like a American football team right there was actually a girl on that team from memory she was good and I thought oh that's kind of weird but that's kind of cool that you're doing what you want to do she ended up quitting because she there was just no one else like her right and that's what this whole chat reminds me of I'm sure that a lot of young girls now they'll see Ella Toon and Chloe mm-hmm. Kelly whatever taking off their sports bras and like waving their uh, not sports bras oh my god sorry shirts <laughs> and just be like woo and I love that but what they don't have is relatable role models you know who look like them and how they deal with the racism and the heckling because that's it's still like a very white heroin landscape I mean I'm not denying that the soccer player uh football players here deal with heckling of course they do but as we know like female women of color players just deal with a lot more and they're not visible and if they are visible it's for like extreme 
extremely negative reasons. And unfortunately, I can only think of American players of color. I can't even think of a British player of color, which is insane. But I know this is like a quick and dirty reflection episode and we need to do a part two. But as we close up, who is your favorite player? Doesn't have to be a player of color, but has to be a woman. Who is your favorite athlete? And why? (laughs) Bonus points if they're from this country which I'm, like, I'm actually struggling to these do you know, do you know when <laughs> other person i want to say i don't want to say it because it's just <laughs> why like serena williams tennis for me it's just her body is just flipping incredible do you know when you She's just amazing. someone yeah. Her body reflects her hard work for that sport yeah, like I, agree. I know that she's had like a lot of criticism for like how she's built but her body is absolutely amazing and as someone that was like grown up just really really sporty and I still try to kind of I still try and get involved in sport whenever I just think about kind of working out or just developing my body to play sports I just think bloody hell if I look like Serena like she's just she's just amazing absolutely absolutely amazing I think she exudes oh my god sorry I'm so staticky so many things at once like she's she's beautiful She's so healthy. She's strong. Like she's just everything. And I think I think she is a great example. Even her sister, like Venus, like they're both amazing. And actually, that's so funny because I was actually gonna I was actually thinking of Naomi Osaka. I know we talked about a media clip before, but what stands out to me about her is that, you know, during Black Lives Matter, she sat out one of the games, or maybe it was a couple, and in the U.S. Open, and that disrupted like a week's worth of schedules. And then she kept wearing face masks that had like Elijah McClain's name and Brianna Taylor's name on it, right? And she just did that just so fearlessly. She like used sports, and like she gets racist attacks all the time too. But she really utilized it, and I think that's amazing. And I'm glad that they're both at a world stage and they can provide like so much inspiration. But it is really funny how. Even in sport, everyone kind of looks to the U.S. for inspiration. Like I, maybe I'm just being naive, but I genuinely cannot think of like a British player of color, at least who's prominent in my world, like my social media channels that are at the same level. I don't know if you can think of one, but female. Yeah, I mean, obviously Marcus Rashford, like dude's amazing. He met Obama, like awesome. You know, there are role models, just like a woman athlete of color. Who are at the levels of the two athletes we just discussed. Like, I, I can't, like, but you know, even for me, like, Asian American, I can think of like Michelle Kwan, figure skater, like, you know, boom, boom, boom. But, but that, that's why, or they, they probably are, but we just don't see them because immediate, I mean, the media chooses like who to highlight, right? So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I think probably enough, it's just been Serena Williams. <laughs> So I recently started CrossFit, right? I'm like dying. It's really hard for me. But I was reading a Reddit thread and there was like a woman's thread. And a lot of women were like, you know, if you want to be successful, you need to bulk up. You need to eat more. So the one woman was like, I really didn't want to bulk up because I felt pressured by society to be like thin and slim and beautiful. But then I kept getting injured. So I ate more. I bulked up. And then I had the best gains of my life. I'm the strongest woman in my gym. But then whenever I go on dates, men always say oh you can beat me up I don't think I can go out with you like you're stronger than me I'm not into woman like you and I was like this is so sad (laughs) why why is it like this like what does it mean to be beautiful but then to 
you know, be that competitive and physically strong. And it's just so sad that it's like in all avenues of our lives. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to be like, oh, I said, I just want to do my own thing. But yeah, what, I, what do you think? <laughs> I feel like we have to kind of filter out the negative people. I don't know how to um, describe no, it. No, I get what you're because saying. you will have guys that will kind of say I won't date a girl who kind of is like super built or things like that but then you find guys that are actually attractive to that and actually like girls that kind of keep fit so do you know when you have to kind of filter out you have to find your people you have to find where you kind of <laughs> you have to wade through yeah yeah that's the thing you have to kind of filter through the the bs to kind yeah. of find someone who who accepts you because there's always going to be criticism for kind of something that you do and yeah definitely in the gym I feel like there's kind of like females females in the gym there is like a pressure of being in the gym as a female it's like can you get like if you're not at your best and you don't think you're at the best you feel self-conscious being in those environments yeah because it can be overwhelming when you just see how hard people go at the gym but then when you're on like your top form or what you consider to be your top form, then you just know that you're going to get the looks, you know, and it's just kind of, let me just go and do, do my thing. And that's not saying that every guy in the gym is going to kind of be kind of staring you out or criticizing you. <laughs> we need a guy for this episode. <laughs> yeah, but do you know when it's like, you can't help have these thoughts when the media and things kind yeah. of encourage them. I, I was gonna yeah <laughs> we we need a part two yeah we need a part up, two we need a part two yeah. whole new kind of worms to do with that but I just bringing it back to kind of what the topic was the day yeah I feel like it's kind of sad that we don't see more diversity in female sport but then I on agree. the flip side of it if the it's sad to say but if white women weren't at the front of sports would would female sports even get looked at? Oh, wow! Because that's yeah. like with with the with the Euros. Yes, there weren't there was hardly any diversity in the in the um, female team. But if the team wasn't predominantly white, would it have still blown up the way it did? That is a and very kind provocative of, question. That, that's why when yeah. it comes to like female sports especially outside of the US because with how big the US is and kind of how I would say diverse the sports that like it's probably easier as a person of colour to kind of get more kind of recognition in sports than it would be if you was from the UK I feel like in that they are trying to kind of change the landscape of, of um, sports in the UK for women but unfortunately um, it's a slow process because in general women's do you know when it's when you look at like the rankings in society or kind of how people are seen in society and you go down and like at the bottom of society you have women and then it filters down all of the women (laughs) in society yeah that's kind of how it is in sports and I think because women are kind of seen as is in the lesser in some sports I think it's that double-edged double-edged sword we kind of yeah finally we've kind of got our foot through the door with football it's like yes we can play we're amazing um we can do girls can do it too that kind of thing but now it's kind of like now we need to get the kind of the the diversity joe and it's just like you've got to create a hole for everyone else to get (sighs) yeah um and I think that's where I stand with it is I understood kind of all the comments about the lack of diversity. But on the same time, I thought, well, 
shall we just be thankful that that female sports has been recognized on such a scale oh god and that's so so sad that that is the level but yeah and and women's sports need equal funding if not more funding because like we actually won Uh, to be honest with you i was looking at the teams and most of them are not diverse I see one like black player. I'm like, my eyes immediately go to that person. Like, okay, let's go. So still a long way to go, but I think you have an excellent point. Like this is what has to happen. Unfortunately, people value white lives more. So they see white people, they will immediately fixate on that more. That is the stage that we're at, at least for English football. Uh, Definitely a part two. I know um, definitely opened this... um, not Pandora's box, but we opened like a box of our our thoughts that are tumbling down of this topic. So we'll definitely have another topic. But yeah, we will end it here. 